from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang, and happy Monday. I hope everyone had an exciting and rewarding Father's Day. I hope you spend it with the people you love and cherish the most if you're a father. And if you don't, uh, if you're not a father yet, if you haven't joined the Fatherhood Club, then you spent some time with your father, if you could, um, enjoying this weekend. I feel like everything kind of blew up on Thursday. We did the show Thursday morning, right? Uh, I was in New York, and then everything blew up. (laughs) Move it. Everything we've kind of been talking about for the last two weeks, I said move it was going to be significant, but not that significant. It's a, it has solar winds proportions, but not solar winds damage, right? So we're going to be talking about the, the real truth behind all the move it hype, right? Because a lot of snake oil salesmen are making their way around going like, oh my gosh. Um, so, so we'll be addressing that on this morning's show as well as a slew of other stuff that's really, really important for so many practitioners. So good morning. Happy Monday. Thanks for being here. June 19th, 2023. We're live on Facebook, LinkedIn. YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Please make sure to subscribe and join our show. We'll see all your comments. We've got uh, 12 countries live this morning. So thank you all for being here. And now without further ado, join me for my double espresso to power through this morning's show. Cuff cup cheers, y'all. If you haven't checked out my Substack, please make sure to do so. Uh, go to jamesazar.substack.com. You can subscribe and support the show through Substack with some really exclusive content I'll be announcing on Thursday of this week. So don't miss it. It's going to be epic. All right, let's start with move it. And CVE 2023-35708, which is the latest vulnerability, it's an SQL injection flaw that could allow an unauthenticated attacker to escalate privileges and access the MoveIt transfer database. This is joining the other CVEs around um, MoveIt, which was the first issue was CVE uh, 2023-34362. That exploitation may have started two years ago. Um there's a slew of organizations impacted by this, by the way. Um, we know the U.S. Department of Energy, Louisiana Office of Motor Vehicles, Oregon Department of Transportation, Nova Scotia Government, British Airways, BBC, Aer Lingus, U.S. Drugstore drug Chain Boots, the University of Rochester, the Illinois Department of Innovation and Technology, and the Minnesota Department of Education, among many victims, are in Austria, France, Germany, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Switzerland, the U.K., and most of the U.S. Um, the second issue, again, CV 2023-35036, it started raining, and then it got pouring on MoveIt. And here, and here's what this is. It's bad DevOps, right? It's just really, really bad DevOps. It's building an app to get to market without really thinking of security, without thinking of the vulnerabilities. Now, I heard Jenny Sterling speak about this, and she said, from a significance perspective, from an impact, similar to SolarWinds, from a, uh, in victims, from an impact technologically, it's not that significant simply because the way the, um, the the CVEs were is you couldn't really go in and access anything unless it was stored on the cloud. And that's a whole different issue with the move it with the move it progress software. Now they didn't get access to source code of victims. They weren't able to escalate permissions, which is very different from SolarWinds because a lot of people are, are, are drawing the SolarWinds comparison. And I've seen a lot of people kind of go on on mainstream media over the weekend and and i've seen a bunch of interviews where you know snake oil salesmen are going on there and saying like well this is as significant you know we need to do here's the deal move it likely progress is going to suffer immense financial loss because of this and i'm talking immense um there's going to be some real reckoning because it's not one cve 
right? It's not, it's not sophisticated. It's a slew of really, really basic things you do in application development that you're supposed to cover that you didn't. So that's negligence at this point. I'm not, I don't know anyone from move it. I don't want to judge them. I'm not casting judgment. I'm just simply stating the facts. The fact is you've got SQL injections. You've got multiple CVEs. You've got things going on two years that this has been going on. No one picks it up. And, and, and again, people are, are kind of daydreaming this, 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 this scenario, but again, it's not a significant from a damage perspective of solar winds. It's embarrassing if nothing else. And it kind of shows you that we really do need to move away from a lot of this kind of file sharing solutions. If you're going to build it all, you know, kind of try to centralize it, if nothing else. Um, this kind of goes to attribution, which is being kind of pinpointed to Russian cyber extortion gangs. Um, so their file transfer or FTP, you know, kind of was the Russians. There, again, a lot of comparison to to Solar Winds. Um, is Russia behind it? We've made it really easy for Russia to do this if we did, right? But Russia aren't the only ones in this game. We tend to have an obsession with Russian cyber criminals. Right now, Russia's more focused on going after the Ukraine and any allies supporting the Ukraine and doing anything like this. This is embarrassing. This is just a small win in the Russian column where, where uh, from a propaganda perspective and, and, and kind of a population perspective to go, look what we're doing. Uh, but, it, but it's not significant as you're going to see other stories that we talk about today, because again, according to, to Sissa and Jenny Sterling, um, you know, they couldn't steal. Uh, the attack is largely opportunistic. I agree with her having read all the different ones. It's purely opportunistic. Are you sitting there when something important comes through? If so, then you're taking it. What's the, what's the significance of the impact? We'll probably know in, in, in the days and weeks to come here with what kind of information has been compromised as more and more forensic reports come out of this one. So that's the truth behind move it. All right. We'll move to another one. You know how Microsoft said they had traffic spikes last week. We kind of talked about that. <laughs> uh, traffic spikes. <laughs> All of a sudden, everyone wanted to go into portal.azure.com. Apparently that's like really, really popular. Or when your outlook goes offline and you're kind of saying like, well, it was kind of a junk traffic. Well, Microsoft's finally coming clean and following the Microsoft doctrine and saying, well, this was all a coordinated DDoS attacks on our environment. This was done by uh, anonymous Sudan, who's been claiming credit for all of these, uh, teasing Microsoft on their Telegram channel and um, Microsoft coming up with really, really poor PR on this one. So now we know Microsoft's come clean, y'all. It's a DDoS attack against Microsoft by anonymous Sudan, who are Russians in this case. Uh, don't let the name fool you. They're Russians. Uh, they're just using the Sudan name. The zero-day vulnerability in Barracuda's email security appliance, where for the first time in a very, very long time, Barracuda saying, don't patch, replace, rip and replace, has now been attributed to a Chinese cyber espionage group, uh, according to Mandiant. The cybersecurity firm believes the attributed campaign is to threat actor UNC4841, which it believes with high confidence is cyber espionage group uh, operating on behalf of the Chinese government. The zero-day leverage in the campaign was tracked. The CVE 2023-2868 impacts the Barracuda email security gateway, uh, specifically a module designed for the initial screening of email attachments. Malicious actor can exploit the vulnerability for remote can injection, for remote command injection, sorry, by sending the targeted entity an email containing especially crafted tar file 
Manian assesses that UNC 4841 likely crafted the body and subject of the message to appear as generic spam in order to be flagged by spam filter or dissuade security analysts from performing a full investigation. Again, more thorough, greater thinking. The Chinese operate very differently from the Russians. The Chinese are in the long game. They're into gathering as much information to put it into their insane data bank in order to better understand um, uh, things that are going on in order to steal IP, in order to get a better idea of threats to the Chinese, to China, uh, formerly. So, uh, rip and replace with Barracuda. Now we know it's being attributed to China. Killnet is threatening imminent swift world banking attacks. The DDoS collective that claims to be teaming up with our evil and anonymous sedan for destructive financial attacks in retaliation for USA in the Ukraine are now stepping up their threats. The group is warning that attacks are imminent as in the next day or so, but it's unclear whether the threats will amount to anything more than bluster and saber rattling, particularly given Killnet's past track record of almost carrying out mildly disruptive DDoS attacks. Even so, in a video posted on a Russian Telegram channel on June 16th, Killnet made an ominous threat against the SWIFT banking system. This was targeted by Lazarus in 2018. The WISE International Wire Transfer System, the SEPA Intra-Europe Payment Service, the central banks in Europe and the U.S. and other institutions all use. The Post claims the threat actors from Killnet are evil and anonymous Sudan will unite for the campaign. According to Zero Fox researchers, uh, Killnet indicates that the tax is motivated by the U.S. providing weapons to aid Ukraine, stating repel the maniacs according to the formula. No money, no weapons, no Kiev regime. Is this true? How real is this threat we're about to find out but nonetheless the threat is out there if you're in the financial industry um understand uh, you may want to kind of report this up to your leadership uh for for one i mean when i was in financial services stuff like this immediately went to leadership we could be dealing with this we went to compliance we went to legal we made sure we had our uh, you know our t's crossed and our i's dotted just to make sure that you know we even we're able to properly communicate with customers and so forth in the event an attack like this happened, because when something like this happens, typically there's a run at the banks and this has a snowball effect. So you want to make sure you're clearly communicating this as well. So there's that the department of justice on Thursday unveiled charges against a Russian national for alleged involvement in deploying the lockbit ransomware to targets in the U S Asia, Europe, and Africa Roslan Magadomovich uh, Asaramivov, 20 of the Chechnyan Republic, has been accused of penetrating at least five uh, of perpetrating, sorry, at least five attacks between August of 2020 and March of 2023. He was arrested in Arizona last month. Uh, Astamirov allegedly participated in a conspiracy with other members of the Lockbit ransomware campaign to commit wire fraud and potentially damage protected computers and make ransom demands through the deployment and use of ransomware, according to the DOJ. Um, he was an affiliate, apparently, to the team. The defendant, if convicted, faces up to 20 years in jail. Um, so there's that. So you have that one as well there. Reddit hackers are threatening to leak data in a stolen February breach. The popular, popular platform has fallen victim to the Black Cat ransomware gang, which is behind the February cyber attack on Reddit, where the threat actors claim to have stolen 80 gigabytes of data from the company. On February 9th, Reddit disclosed that its systems were hacked on, uh, on February 5th after an employee fell victim to a phishing attack. They've obtained a single employee credentials. The detector gained access to some internal docs code as well as internal dashboards and business systems, according to Reddit CTO Christopher Slew. We show, we show no indication of breach of our primary production systems. 
However, Reddit said the production systems were not breached. No user password or accounts or credit card information were impacted. While Reddit did not share many details on the phishing attack, they said it was similar to a phishing attack on Riot Games. Um, and so there's that. Black Cat has now come out and said, we're behind the attack. We've got the Reddit files and they're ready to leak them. The threat actor said they attempted to contact Reddit twice on April 3rd, uh, 13th and June 16th, demanding $4.5 million for the data to be deleted. Um, but they have not responded, and so it seems like this is going to end up leaking. Good for Reddit for not paying it, by the way. Good for them. And our final story this morning, y'all, is the EU states are told to restrict Huawei and ZTE from 5G networks without delay. This comes from the European Commission telling member states on Thursday to restrict without delay high-risk equipment suppliers from their 5G networks, with the Chinese vendors Huawei and ZTE being specifically highlighted as representing materially higher risk. The warning follows a progress report on 5G cybersecurity, revealing that the European Union's 27 member states, all but three, have either passed or are in the process of passing laws allowing them to make these restrictions. Spokesperson for the commission confirmed that the three member states were purposely not identified. The call is to restrict these suppliers as the recommendation and is subordinate to the assessment made by member states' national authority. In a speech accompanying the report, Thierry Breton, the EU commissioner for the internal market, complained that of the 24 member states who have at least begun to develop the capacity to exclude high-risk vendor to date, only 10 have actually done slow. Done so, they're saying this is really slow. It is, and by being super slow, you're obviously giving the Chinese more uh, input and more footing into your environments, and so that's the risk you take on. Folks, that's it for our show this morning. We'll be back tomorrow at 9 a.m. live right here with all the latest. Please make sure to subscribe, tune in. Go check out our Substack where you can support the show for some really exclusive content I'm going to be dropping there. Effect starting in July and then all the way forward. We're going to be a big announcement on Thursday, by the way. Big one, and, and I'll be posting it. Um, and if you haven't checked out the interview I did with CrowdSec uh, over the weekend, um, go and check that out. A great conversation on open source threat intel can check all that out and more at the cyberhubpodcast.com website or your favorite podcast listening platform until tomorrow have a great rest of your day have a great monday and most importantly y'all stay cyber safe we love feedback so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform